if we get to 100,000 followers in the next week, I will show um, my left nipple. <laughs> Save that for OnlyFans, please. <laughs> if we get to 200,000, I might just follow Susan's act. There we go. You get two nipples per 100,000 followers. <laughs> will they both be left ones? Uh, we're gonna leave it up to the imagination yeah not gonna lie i knew somebody who had four and he had all of them pierced what wow (laughs) four left ones no no two right two left were they like full-on nipples or were they just like there were two nipples and then two little polka dots or were they like full-on like you could squirt milk out of those nipples i mean it was man so i don't think there was any milk squirting right but they're pretty much nipples they were like full that's awesome tell him i love him wow (laughs) this was years ago i don't know the guy anymore (laughs) just message him out of the blue and be like my friend susan thinks your nipples are cool All right. right. You're one of the most interesting humans ever, Susan. Thank you. Can we stop recording now? I want to go shower. Our ears are in danger. To soothe them and the galaxy, we must review the 52 Cybertron episodes before the haters can dismiss them as awful. It is our mission. Stuart. Trish. Susan. Josh! Transform and roll out! Howdy, listeners! This is Josh, here to let you know that we're about to take a trip back through time. The following episode was recorded on the 9th of November in the year of our Lord 2021, shortly after TFCon Baltimore. So we do spend the first eh, 20 minutes or so just chatting about that, So, if you want to skip to the part of the show where we actually start discussing Transformers Cybertron, you may skip to the following time code. 27 minutes and 30 seconds. Otherwise, enjoy a little chit-chat about the fun times we had at TFCon Baltimore. Almost a full year after the fact. Good to be back. So, how is everybody? I feel like I haven't seen you guys in ages. Right. I, I haven't seen Stu, and well, technically, I've never seen Stu, but that's not true. Well, <laughs> not in person. Yeah. Not in person, though. I got to. Get, I was so happy, Stu. You're the only person on this podcast I haven't given a hug to. Everybody else got hugs. <laughs> I am not a hugger. I Too guess. bad. Uh, you're gonna get a hug. Yeah. <laughs> Trish is over here like Stuart. I haven't hugged you. I've hugged everyone else. I'm over here like Trish. I've watched you sleep. <laughs> Technically, I've Jeez. watched you sleep too, Josh. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw Susan, my goth queen. That's me, baby. Yeah. And the kitties. I saw the kitties too. You did get to see <laughs> the kitties. Yee. And her house, which is like super duper awesomely, awesomely cool. Oh, thank you. Love it. I love it. You're welcome. I'm sure after TFCon, you have like a whole new Blitzwing shrine from all the Blitzwing stuff you got. <laughs> I just I just expanded upon my current shrine and I have a plush Blitzwing. The one that you got me, Trish, actually. He's sitting <gasps> on top of my desk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I was like, I have no idea what to get Susan. Then he was like, oh, I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, that'll work. Trish had no idea what to get to. Obviously a Blitzwing something. Obviously a Blitzwing something. I used to have that same plush, but he was super ratty and disgusting, and I couldn't find him after I moved, so I was super happy to get another one. He's so pretty. 
Yay! I took home a Dreadwing and a Skyquake of those plushes. Because they were so cute. I love them. I don't think I actually posted my my haul, but my- I haven't either. (laughs) I did. My my favorite item was I got the DLX Bumblebee, and he's beautiful. He matches my Blitzwing. He's beautiful. He's so sexy. Well, because it was my birthday weekend, so I texted my mom, and I was like, Mom, it's my birthday. Can I have money? And she was like, what figures do you want? And I was like, I want this one. He's like oh my god. And she's like, okay. So she sent me money and I bought boys. Hell yeah. <laughs> Can I have your mom? That's how it goes. That's like the best present ever. That's the only time she'll technically buy me figures. Um, she doesn't like to <laughs> She doesn't like to feed my addiction. Mine says the same thing. <laughs> well, so my sister's boyfriend makes up for it by every Christmas. He asked me for my figure wish list and he he's the one that got me all the iron factory djd because he was like your your family won't buy you these figures so (gasps) i'll buy them for you i got an iron factory star scream because i was gonna buy the whole seeker set but by the end of the week i had like no money left so i just bought the iron factory star scream i should have looked for the djd i wanted them after going to your house but i totally forgot about it they're very sexy they are very sexy Iron Factory made, they make a gorgeous, I love their little legendary class figures. They're so cute. I just have their tiny overlord. I was thinking of getting the Shockwave. Mm -hmm. I need a good Shockwave figure. I like the Prime one. He's he's cute with his little treads that go into his back and everything. And his little Gatling gun. I love it. His little David Savalov. And his great big eyeball. Yeah, and his eyeball. I literally only have three Optimuses. And one of them's Prime. Or not Prime. I have so many more than that. (laughs) I have too many Optimuses. I don't really yeah. like Optimus. Hot take. I'm sorry, Livio, because I know that's his favorite, but I don't really like Optimus all that much. Wow. I know. Optimus was my hardcore favorite, but now I'm kind of having like, there's like a whole Predaking obsession going on. So. <laughs> you mean the dragon one, not the. Yeah. Yeah. The dragon combiner. one from Prime. Gotcha. The combiner's great too, but can't compete with a dragon voiced by Peter Mensaw. Like, yeah. Wow. And Dreadwing. I love Dreadwing. Can I help you, Josh? Josh is counting. Josh, what are you counting? I'm trying to determine how many Optimuses I have. Let's see. Carry the one. Not counting Optimus Primals, I'm on nine right now. I have... I have one that doesn't transform. It's the... (laughs) That doesn't count. (laughs) Okay, but it's a really... Yes, it does count because it's the super articulate uh, Transformers Prime Optimus. Oh, that thing. I'll allow it. Yeah. No, he counts. He counts because he's gorgeous and I love him. A McDonald's toy would not count. A Funko Pop would not count. (laughs) Okay, I do have two different Funko Pop Optimuses, though. (laughs) I got all of the Transformers Funko Pops. One of my Optimi is the, um, whatchamacallit, the, (laughs) he's one of the, 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 the Optimi? Yes, it's the plural of Optimus. Oh my god. I Um, think that might actually be grammatically correct. I think it is, but that's so weird. But yeah, one of one of them's animated, another one is just like the Titans Return, and then the other one is the the Gundam Gunpla Kit. Oh. And he's he's very hot and very sexy. And I have Megatron stepping on him, I think. <laughs> yeah. Optimi. It is nice. Optimi? Yep. Prime. Okay, I have two primes. I've got like ten Optimuses, I think. Don't you mean Optimi? Optimi. I have ten Optimi. <laughs> I mean, at least if we're going for the, the Latin masculine plural nominative okay josh (laughs) i had to check the declension chart okay sorry i don't speak straight person (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god, I'm I'm dying already. During the podcast panel on Friday night, because that's the one that I did, they were like going around like, so what are you most excited for? Part of my response was, you know, it's really nice meeting my fellow podcasters <laughs> and specifically being able to hear Trish speak in complete sentences that and I, er, it, <laughs> it, Wow. Because now I don't have to rely on her bad internet. Well, when I was in person, I pretty much never stopped talking, so... That is also true. Wow. There was a lot going on. I literally... You could ask me for a recap of who I hung out with and what I did that weekend, and I would have no clue. I wasn't even drunk most... Like, I only got slightly tipsy because Levio kept insisting that... Like, every time he would get up, he'd be like, do you want a drink? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll get one. And then he would, like, shotgun his and be like, you want another drink? And I was like, oh my god. Levio. <laughs> Dude, it was so hard to get him to, like, accept my offer to buy him drinks. I told him and Andrew, like, way back during Icon, I was like, I'm going to buy you both drinks. And they're like, okay, sounds good. And it was so hard to get them to agree to it because I went up to the bar. I told the bartender, I was like, I'm paying for him. And Livio was like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do it. I was like, Livio, let me buy you a <laughs> drink or I swear to God. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't don't be those people who fight over who's paying. No, no server likes that. <laughs> I just end up backing away slowly. You're like, don't pounce, please. Don't pounce. That was it was a super fun weekend. I didn't. I didn't spend as much time hanging out with people as I would have liked to because I was volunteering all weekend. But uh, it was still super fun. And I got to I got to hang out with you guys. So that was great. I got to spend plenty of time with the actors because I spent the weekend actor sitting. So that was fun. <laughs> cool. You're very good at that. Every time I walked over to Xavier's table, he was not there. You know, I couldn't keep his stupid ass in that stupid chair. He was like, I'm going to go walk around. I was like, okay, like, am I supposed to make you sit? Like, sit, stay, be a good actor. I didn't even know what to do. Trish, two words. Duct tape. Duct tape. Okay, I didn't want to make him hate me the first the first time I'd ever done that. He was he was a mover. He just kept getting up and leaving. I was like, "Bruh, you got sit, you got sit your butt down." <laughs> and he missed most of Saturday. He didn't come Saturday till like three. So I don't even know. I was like, "He's coming back." I think I don't know where he's at, but I think he's coming back. People come up for his autograph and like, uh, he's probably at the chosen prime booth, staring at the pretty toys. Yeah, he's probably trying to find a dead end toy. Honestly, <laughs> like I don't I don't know where else he would be. So <laughs> he heard he got wind one of the artists had gotten a dead end commission. And so he spent literally an hour and a half watching the artist draw his dead end character. Oh, <laughs> like, that's cute. But where are you? You're down at your table. <laughs> OK, my favorite figure that I got over at TFCon weekend was uh -huh. my... My Transformers Prime Japanese exclusive release Air Vehicon General Mint and Sealed Box. Oh, nice. I got one oh. of those. I did open it. I but... was threatened with death and bodily harm if I opened it, so I bought Whoa. a Japanese exclusive Air Vehicon, not the General. Gotcha. Thanks, Josh, for delivering that to my table. You're welcome. <laughs> my, my table. <laughs> Your table. Yeah, the table I was at. Hot take, what is the point of toys if you don't play with them? I know, but I want to open it. But then it's like, don't open it. Are you planning on selling it? No. Then who cares? <laughs> Internal conflict. But I'll open it eventually. I just... And my Masterpiece Thundercracker is really nice. I couldn't walk away with the, from the convention without at least one Thundercracker. And I got that uh, Jetfire from Josh that you and him had a bidding war over, I think. 
Mm, I don't know so, because Susan already had hers. Oh, it was me. It was you and me. As I recall, we were having a bidding war over the Thundercracker and I noticed the jet fire was up and I specifically didn't say anything about it. Uh-huh. I, I forget if I bought it now or if I or if I bid. You bought it now because I was about to bid on it and then you bought it now and I couldn't bid on it. Mm. Did I tell you guys about Boneless Retgar? I know about the Boneless Retgar. I don't think they know about the Boneless Retgar. Boneless Retgar or Legless Retgar? Well, he became Boneless Retgar, but he's also Legless Retgar. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you find him? No. Okay, so Stu, let me tell Aww. let me tell this story so that you tell, can be- Tell Stu the story. Okay, yeah. so um, me and two of my friends, two that I was rooming with, they're bin hunters. So there's like, listeners, if you've never been to TFCon, a lot of times the less desirable figures or incomplete ones are just thrown in like big plastic tubs. You can kind of dig through them and make an offer. Mm. So- I was digging through the bins with the two of them, and one of them does a whole lot of TFA collecting. So they were looking for, like, TFA incomplete figures because, you know, they had a bunch that were all beat up and stuff, and they needed replacement parts, yada, yada, yada. So in one of these bins, there was a TFA Retgar that had no legs. And I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life (laughs) for no discernible reason. I just, I loved him. He had no legs. He was great. And I was just like, that's so silly. I put him back because um, my friend didn't need any of the parts for him. And I ended up getting a, the Elite Guard B instead for, I think, like $5. It was great. And so I kept thinking about Legless Retgar for like the rest <laughs> of Saturday. I saw him like early Saturday morning and I could not stop thinking about him. And I was like, that's a stupid purchase. Like he doesn't have any legs. But literally it was like 10, 11, 12 at night. We were all awake, just like hanging out. And I still could not stop thinking about Legless Retgar. So I got up the next morning and I was like, I'm going to go get him. And he was f***ing gone. I have never Mm. been more disappointed in my entire life (laughs) than going down on Sunday morning, trying to find the Retgar with no legs and not being able to find him. I was so sad. And I asked the guy, I was like, there was a Retgar with no legs. And he's like, oh, I sold him earlier today. And I was was devastated because it was only like 11 (laughs) o'clock. I was so upset. And so I'm like going around to all these bins, digging through every single one, looking for some kind of shred of like a Retgar figure. Because if it was just like a Retgar arm, that would be a good enough story. But it it wasn't. And I was super sad. And so apparently there was some guy sitting at one of the booths and I was talking about how I was really sad that Legless Retgar was gone. And he was like, apparently in some language, legless and boneless translate to the same thing. So he's like, so you're missing your boneless Retgar. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So I've uh, been thinking about that nonstop for about three weeks now. And you literally put up a post on one of the Facebook Transformers groups. Like, if anybody has a Retgar with or without legs, like, <laughs> Yep. There's a, a Facebook group for collection. And I was just like, if you, I want a TFA Retgar, legs are optional. And nobody even questioned it. Because, like, I know the admins and they know I'm f***ing weird. So I think they were just like, all right, that's just Susan. But no one had legless Retgar. And I was really upset. So I'm still mad about that. Listeners... If any of you love me and think I'm very cool and sexy, which you should, and you have a Retgar with or without legs, please send him to me. I'll give you my address. I need him so badly. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it ever since TFCon. And if you want to surprise Susan with it, I will give you her address. Great. (laughs) Or me. I also have Susan's address. Yeah. (laughs) It's difficult now because random packages will just show up at my door. And there's so many people that have my address at this point that I'm like, who sent this to me? And so I'm like messaging all my friends. I'm like, did you send me something? And they're like, no. (laughs) My life is very difficult. People send me a lot of presents. It's very hard. 
Wow. Wish, wish oh, I could relate. Oh, so hard. <laughs> My thoughts are with you. Oh, wow. Thank you. In, your tr- in this trying time, <laughs> our thoughts are with you. Thank you. Thoughts and prayers, please. Thank Everyone, you. Everyone, please give th- Susan your thoughts and prayers while she experiences this trying time of many gifts being Thank bestowed you. upon her. Thank you. Truly the worst thing to happen this decade. <laughs> no, the worst thing to happen this decade is someone else buying my legless record. Yep, that's fair. That is definitely okay. the worst thing. I'm going to say that's out of like the whole century, Susan. That's just horrible. I had to retail therapy by buying more expensive figures. <laughs> I wasn't going to buy anything on Sunday, but then legless record wasn't there. So I got sad and bought more expensive stuff. That's fair. I feel like that's a perfectly adequate way to uh, deal with your trauma. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have all but like eight or ten of the animated line. Wow, Stu. I'm only missing like the more obscure ones and the ones that are expensive, like Soundwave and stuff. I don't know why, but they were super expensive at TFCon. Like yeah, someone was yeah. selling a Soundwave for like 150 and I was like, girl, calm Oof. down. Yikes. Susan, you wanted an animated sound wave? Sure. I just sold one for $10 like two weeks before TFCon. You little... Have I told y'all what happened to me on Saturday night, though? Uh, I don't think you told us. So I ended up uh, sitting at the bar next to... For privacy reasons, the person discussed in this story will hereafter be referred to as Old Man Pedro. Uh, but he's he's a very animated fellow. Old man, white hair. I think he's like 40 or something. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Unacceptable. <laughs> Poor Stu. Stu, are you like ancient according to those standards? Old geezer. I say as I'm about to turn 28 on Saturday. God. Wait, Josh, you're bur- <gasps> That's right. Oh, okay. God, you're a bunch of crusty old people. Jesus. What about me? You're a crusty old nurse. You're a baby. Wow, that is rude. Technically, I'm not even a nurse yet. Nurse initiate. Well, if I'm crusty, then you're like even crustier. Right, I had to put in eye drops earlier today. <laughs> eye drops are awful. I, think I, I saw don't you like them. Post about that on Twitter? I've never had to use eye drops before. Now I'm some old lady, 24 <laughs> years old needing eye drops because it's too dry oh, in the God. winter Jeez. i haven't even hit my second decade yet guys how, how often do you have to put in your eye drops susan not often but now that i'm thinking about them i kind of want to go put some in now so um you guys are blind as hell i had to do it every two hours God. for like a month that's because you're lasik though josh shut up yes oh, that's pfft. fair lasik doesn't count Hold and on. then i had the other set that i had to do like uh four times a day or something and those tasted Ugh. milky tasted were you putting them in your mouth no you can taste eye drops because once they go in your eyes apparently the way your body works they like drip down the back of your head into your throat <laughs> so like five to ten minutes after you put them in you can taste them you're stunning the almost nurse here no that's just so <laughs> weird like oh my gosh that's terrible i don't like it anyway the old man pedro story uh. old man pedro it was interesting i met him he's very much a g1er in every sense of that word he gets very angry about things like characters named ironhide that aren't a red van <laughs> that's fair <laughs> And eventually we ended up talking about the movies and how he thinks they have absolutely no merit whatsoever. Was I there for that discussion? No, I was there for the Star Wars movie debate. I was there for yes. that. I wasn't there for the Transformers movie debate. <laughs> so we're we're just kind of debating back and forth about whether there's anything good in the movies. I'm fully conceding that they're not good. 
films, but that they're the soundtrack. The soundtrack. The soundtracks are excellent. I love those soundtracks, and I think he did agree with that. Oh yeah, the music's great. The movies are just bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're we're going on this for like a good hour to the point where by this point it's like after two o'clock, we're the only ones left, <laughs> and then this other dude just wanders in looking. Very under the influence of something, be it alcohol, drugs. Oh, no, I did hear this story. I heard this story. Okay. Okay. You told me on Sunday when we went tie shopping. We went tie shopping on Friday. Friday. That was Friday. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Finish the story. (laughs) (laughs) He eventually joins in this discussion, and I realize, oh, he's not some weird sketchy dude. He's actually a person here for the convention. Okay. And so we continue to argue about the movies. He makes some interesting points that I actually quite appreciate. But eventually it gets to, he says he's going to go up to his room to get some things. And so we follow him up to his room to get some things. I don't realize what he's getting. And then later we're outside and old man Pedro's trying to poke holes in an empty soda can. And uh, apparently those things were drugs that are legal in Maryland. Just throw old man Pedro under the bus here. <laughs> legal, legal in Maryland, apparently. Oh, okay. Disclaimer: Marijuana is apparently legal for medicinal use in Maryland, but not for recreational use. This podcast will not be held responsible if you are arrested for doing drugs in Maryland. This robot voice says Maryland in a very amusing manner. Maryland. They didn't bring a bong. <laughs> That's poor planning on their part. I don't know how marijuana works. You put it in your mouth and you smoke it. Give me a snorkel, an avocado, and an ice pick. If you take too much, you get very, very, very nauseous and sick, and you projectile vomit everywhere. But you Mm. wouldn't know that. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's legal in California, so never mind. You're good. Well, A, I haven't done it, but I care for all the idiots who do overdose on it. Oh. Don't narcan me, Trish. (laughs) I'm not 21. Also, old man Pedro was flirting with a couple of ladies at the bar who turned up later, and they apparently brought the supplies needed to smoke the marijuana. That was when I <laughs> yeeted out there, when I finally realized the apparently very obvious thing that was going on. Wow, you're done. <laughs> old man Pedro was like, "Yeah, I'm surprised you've been here for the past half hour. Have you not realized what's happening here?" Bless your precious little heart. <laughs> yeah, I. That is funny. That was not words, but still made sense. Thank you. And even working at a diner or at a restaurant, you haven't. Someone did tip this? me in weed once. <laughs> That's awesome. I I don't want to oh. know what you did with it. You probably just threw it away. No. Like that. Upon other servers pointing out to me what this strange tin of leafy substances was, I thought it was like tea or something. Josh, Great oh my enough. god, I wish, I wish you would have tried to brew it in tea. I wish you would have done that. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been the best story ever. General Iroh, I am not. Oh my god, I'm gonna get you tea, and but it's well, Susan, you're gonna have to do it because I can't do it. That's fine. <laughs> it's legal in Cali. Bring it to TFCon LA. I, holding it at arm's length, march back to the office, slam it down at the window in front of the manager, and just be like, drugs! Marijuana! (laughs) I walk away, and she's in the office going, why do you give this to me? I don't want this! What am I supposed to do? (laughs) And I'm like, not my problem anymore! So, Stuart, how how, how did you think TFCon went? How was your experience? Oh, right, you weren't there! How was your wife's birthday, Stuart? Yes, Stu. Very good. Was it worth it? It was. Wow, I guess you're not dead in a ditch, so that's probably worth it. 
What the fuck? Fire truck. <laughs> what? No. Like, if he would have come to TFCon, he probably would have been dead in a ditch. Oh, yeah. What the fuck were you because doing? His wife would have killed him. Oh. I, okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I what, were, I see. what were you I doing? I see where this was. You knew what okay. I was talking about. You guys are crazy. That was... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what this podcast would be like if there was a single brain cell among us. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a single brain cell among us. Incorrect. What do you think Bumblebee's voice box is that we're passing around at the end? That's just a voice box. Right, that's, a, that's yeah. No, that's us passing just... around the single brain cell that we collectively have in this podcast. No, the brain cell. The brain cell automatically goes throughout the space-time continuum as needed. <laughs> okay, I, I think I don't have anything else to say about. <laughs> Other than it was a blur, I bought a lot of sh and I worked my booty off. I bought a bunch of Cybertron figures. Now Backstop has a little wolf friend. Wow. Look at these Scott McNeils. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Can we get Scott McNeil at LA, please? I've met him before. He's he's interesting. He was at uh, LA Comic Con 2018 when I met Dan Gilbazon. He was interesting. We got to get Jazzy to really, really nag Scott McNeil to come to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of the Beast Wars guys I still haven't gotten yet. I told Jazzy she needs to reach out to a couple of the actors because they keep asking me if they can go to TFCon. And I'm like, why are you asking me? I just go to TFCon. Like, I am not in charge. You need to reach out to TFCon. <laughs> like, stop asking me. In fairness, I think you would do well to reach out to Colin and be like, hey, I volunteered at, at, uh, at Baltimore and I happen to, like, know everyone because I know there's multiple G1ers who would come back. Pretty much all of the main Netflix guys want to come. FJ was complaining to me that he's never been invited to TFCon, and I'm like, well, why don't you just reach out? Like, they'd be happy to have you. Like, why are you telling me that you're mad that they haven't had you at TFCon? Like, I don't know. You know, I kind of understand the perspective of not thinking to invite a writer or a showrunner from a cartoon, because that's not a role you really often think about. Mm-mm. But he's like, they don't want they don't want me there. They won't want me till I'm old and crusty and my show's been around for 20 years. And I'm like, gee, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> there may be something to that. So I'll just have to be like, if anybody wants to go to TFCon LA, I guess just let me know and I'll tell Colin you want to go. Like, I don't know. I can do that if you don't want to reach out to him. But yeah, no, it was fun. It was great. I only saw Colin like three times, but it was really fun. The only significant interaction I recall with Colin was when uh, I let someone into the dealer room without a mask, like first thing. Wow. After the big line on Saturday morning, because I just wasn't, it wasn't on my radar yet because it was still the beginning and that was not a thing I've been looking for before because I'm just so used to staring at people's wrists, not their faces. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. And he was like, that that woman there, she didn't have a mask on. I'm like, oh, dang it. I have to run. Excuse me. Sorry. I forgot. You need to wear a mask. And she's like, oh, dang it. I'm not wearing a mask. Ah, we have some up here. <laughs> the only time he talked to me is after the big line. The big line was almost done going through. And I was still yelling to get people to listen. And he was like, okay, that's good. But just bring it down like a little bit. I don't go below mezzo forte, Colin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, uh, one hour into our official recording session, welcome, listeners, to More Than Meets the Ear. Welcome. Your ears are in danger from our insanity. <laughs> oh, no. 
Trish just dropped to Susan level enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying it out. I kind of like it. I might have to be more unenthusiastic more often, Susan. I see why it's so appealing. A lack of enthusiasm is my MO. (laughs) I know. I love you for it, babe. Love you too. She said unenthusiastically. (laughs) Hey, Trish. What, Josh? Transformers Prime. Oh, no, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that would work. Show is so great. Okay, so I think, let's see. Stu, did you have a write up for this episode? I did. Let's make him read it. Oh, I gotta read it now? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Transformers Cybertron episode 12 Ship. Nothing happened, but it feels like something happened, but still nothing (laughs) happened. (laughs) All right. Previously on. Transformers Cybertron. Oh, Stu, Stu, you gotta do the announcer voice. Oh. <laughs> Previously on Transformers Cybertron. There we go. Ever The Autobots. No, you gotta do it the whole way. The whole way, Stu. Hard no. <laughs> you gotta commit. No. <laughs> Make choices. <laughs> Acting. Oh my god, it's fine. Just go. <laughs> the Autobots, along with Bud, Kobe, and Lori... Discover an ancient Cybertronian ship in the depths of the Bermuda Triangle. The Decepticons follow them there to gain control of the ship, but before that can happen, Vector Prime raises the ship known as the Atlantis out of the ocean, and along with the kids and their Minicon friends, teleports away. In this episode, titled Ship, we join the Autobots desperately searching for the Atlantis's whereabouts. A scan of the entire Earth reveals no trace of their compatriots, and the Decepticons decide to use their planet map to locate the ship. Both teams believe the ship could not have teleported far away, and Optimus correctly divines that they are on the dark side of the moon. Hey, there we go. (laughs) Upon the Atlantis, Vector Prime and the kids begin to search for the Omega Lock, but with the Decepticons approaching, Vector Prime activates the ship's defenses. Following the Omega Frequency, the kids and Vector Prime locate the Omega Lock's chamber and begin the process to release it from the safety protocols that keep it hidden. Meanwhile, Megatron, Thundercracker, and Starscream assault the Atlantis... <laughs> ...with Megatron gaining access to retrieve the prize. The battle is soon joined by Optimus and Jetfire engaging the Decepticons, but soon... The mysterious orange and black robot from the last episode joins the battle and attacks both sides. Inside, Megatron finds the chamber and disrupts the protocols, initiating the ship's self-destruction. Optimus arrives and the two battle it out for possession of the Omega Lock, all while Vector Prime and the Minicons and kids attempt to escape the doomed Atlantis. I feel like I just had story time with Grandpa. (laughs) No, I love it. It was great, Stu. I love Wow. That was really detailed. I love it. I feel like I, like that was more descriptive than the entire episode. I could have just not watched it at all, saved myself half an hour of my life, and listened to you say it. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> just to add on to that, since you left it off all suspensefully, the Autobots do get the Omega Lock, and mm-hmm. then they get a weird... Transmission, an emergency transmission from Red Alert that, yeah. after a bunch of warp gates open? Yeah, the Omega Lock sends a sky beam out. Oh boy, sky beams. And it's blue too. Uh, And it (laughs) like opens up a space bridge to 
question mark? Oh, apparently Speed Planet, but n- no one said that until they jumped into it. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, my first note on this was, who is that bot? The one who's like, I'm not a bot, I'm a Decepticon, I don't like either of you. Who's that bot? Exactly, that's what I have on my notes is just in big capital letters, <laughs> who's that bot? <laughs> With a couple exclamation points and question marks afterwards. So that would be one of my favorite characters from this show. His name is Sideways. That doesn't narrow it down because you say yeah, that Yeah, that really doesn't. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. No, my favorite characters in this show are Starscream, Sideways, Scourge. Why do they all start with S? Because you're weird. <laughs> no, I think that's it. Like, those, those, those are my favorite ones. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Starscream, like, pulled out his techie card this episode. I was like, look at you go. Look at you go. He was very good. Yeah. I just want to know what Sideways was trying to accomplish in this battle. I don't know. Aside from announcing himself and making it very clear he didn't have an alliance with either side, which is kind of a dumb move, if you ask me. Like, at least pretend to join one side so that you could get some kind of intel. Oh, Jesus Christ. And make a relationship Superstar. with Superstar. Shut up, Josh. I hate you. Uh, um, so, <laughs> I seem to be rubbing up on that. you. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, no, you have. I spent way too much time with you at TFCon. Good. Um, it's only going to get worse when TFCon LA rolls around. And so, yeah, no, I feel like he, like, showed his hand too early. Yeah. yeah. And then he, like, changed his insignia on his little shield thing, which was cool. But still, he just kind of showed his hand too early. A very cool gimmick and concept that is really bad on the toy. I've gutted it because I don't like the way it works on the toy. Wow, you making modifications to a figure? That's new. (laughs) So normally, if he doesn't have his cyber key in, he has an Autobot insignia. And if you stick the cyber key in, he's got the Decepticon one. But you have to leave the cyber key in for the Decepticon symbol to stay. And I hate leaving the keys in because they're large and obtrusive. (laughs) So I like went in and ripped out the spring that holds the symbol out. So now I have to like very carefully go in with something pointy to get the Autobot symbol to come out. But I will never do that again because I don't want the Autobot symbol. Okay. And he was he was the only one who used a cyber key power. Yeah, and then there was like the Decepticon symbol flashed over the top of it too. I was like, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. His key is really cool, actually, because it... Let me oh. see if I can find it. Out come the keys. This happens like at least once every episode. <laughs> so, you know, like, Susan, the... I think you have rubbed up on me because I'm very sarcastic this episode. <laughs> so, you know, the Autobot and Decepticon keys, very simple. They just got the logo on them. They're colored. They're pretty. But Sideways' key is just orange. And it has the Decepticon oh. symbol sculpted in the back. Oh, that's fun. But it's not painted, so it's just you have to catch it in the light to see the symbol. And it's actually a really cool effect in person. But that's what happened, like, in the show. Yeah, in the show, it's just a it's just a plain orange key. And when it goes in and does the shoom effect that they all do, the Decepticon symbol flashes over it. i got to put all my keys back in. Yeah. I think one of my one of my other biggest notes. I'm just gonna jump around this episode because who needs continuity in a straight line? Nobody. Let me tell right. you that. Um, since Not Michael when Bay. did shut up, Josh? Jesus. Since when? <laughs> since when did Megatron become a Sith Lord? He just busted out that Force lightning. 
since episode yeah. one, Trish. I don't remember the Force Lightning ever coming out before, but it's also been like a month since I watched any Transformer Cybertron. Yeah, that, I have zero recollection of Force Lightning. Yeah, me too. I- <laughs> that is that is one of Megatron's primary offensive tactics. Is he doesn't have normally he does not have firearms in robot mode. So he uses like the the lightning fingers. I thought it was a super fusion attack explosion magic. And I've never he... seen lightning fingers before. Stuart, have you seen lightning fingers before? Yeah. What? Episode yeah. one when he attacks Vector Prime. I don't think so. Uh, and fairly recently when he's trying to break in to like steal the planet cup on Velocitron, he used that multiple times. I thought he used like his tornado super kick explosion attack i'm sure he kicked it too but (laughs) yeah yeah i have zero recollection of this show uh it's just that memorable (laughs) sideways also has a weird thing where he speaks significantly in this episode in the dub in galaxy force he almost has no dialogue whatsoever he does have like one line at like the beginning of the episode where he's watching the autobots and then he says something to himself and flies off like something like and this is where it gets interesting or some nonsense i think he's, he said that in, the, in our the english dub though too yeah in the... and it's it's basically the same line in japanese but in the later scene where he's where he literally comes in and shoots at starscream Acts like he's about to start fighting with the Autobots and then immediately cyber keys and turns around and starts attacking the Autobots and then, then just flies away. he vanishes into nowhere, yeah, which is super productive, buddy. <laughs> he's taunting both of them in the English dub in the Japanese version, and I had no clue this was going to happen. No dialogue, but as he's fighting, he just goes, woohoo, yeehaw, and that's it. <laughs> Like, in the most Texas voice possible. Since Josh just mentioned our yeehawing friend, God, I hate this show. (laughs) What's wrong with Thundercracker? He only had, like, two lines this show. I was so sad. I hate this show so much. It's so stupid. I adore it, It but I also want to jump off a bridge. I kind of wanted to jump off a bridge this episode. I was like, can I even write This is just like the last, what, like, six episodes where, like, nothing happens, but somehow a whole bunch of stuff happens. Exactly, yeah. But there is absolutely no development whatsoever, and it's like... I'm so confused because things are happening, but nothing is happening. And I don't, I don't understand. (laughs) I feel the same way. The Autobots have the Omega Lock now. But like nothing happened, but they haven't. (laughs) And it's so confusing. The pacing in this show is very not good so far. I will grant you that. I guarantee it's not going to get any better. Yeah, no. They spent like 25 minutes trying to get to the Omega Lock. And then the last two minutes, they were like, oh yeah, the Autobots have the thing. Now we're good. Cut. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) The weirdest pacing thing for me in this episode is how Vector Prime warps out of there and then it appears that the Autobots take like the whole day looking for him because then it's night when they finally figure out, oh, the moon. Yeah, and I don't know how Landmine came from that freaking wherever the hell he was back to Colorado in- in Antarctica or something. Yeah, I don't know how he got from Colorado to Antarctica in two minutes, but it took them the entire freaking day to get to the moon. I don't, I don't get that. 
I don't even know how they got to the moon. I think the the Earth is shaped like a donut in this show. Um, you know how there's like the flat Earth theory, but then there's like donut Earth. I'm yeah. I'm completely subscribed to this this show at the very least is subs- is also subscribed to donut Earth because absolutely nothing makes any sense size wise. Oh, this show has a perspective on what shape the Earth is. Oh boy, is it <laughs> shaped? <laughs> no. But then what's the point, honestly? Exactly, exactly. We're we're gonna get some hollow earth theory in a few episodes. Oh my god, what are you yes. gonna get? We've already had that like three Have times. We? Really? Well they well, like The mountain collapsing it. was yeah. not physics. Yeah, not not physics. God, I love hollow earth theory. It's complete nonsense and I absolutely adore it. I'm so excited. If we're getting into conspiracy theories, I might actually be interested in this show. Oh, That's there's there's going to be some conspiracy theory stuff going on pretty soon. Well, we've already but, decided that Atlantis is a spaceship, so we're going in the right direction for me. <laughs> we had a we had a Bigfoot in platform shoes, but that wore off. Or... <laughs> yeah. That's true. Was this made by a bunch of like conspiracy nuts? Because if so, um, can I talk to the writers? We had the Bermuda Triangle too. We had the Bermuda Triangle. That's such a boring yeah. conspiracy, though. When you start getting into like hollow earth theory, that's when things start getting a little bit more spicy. Okay, it was like not that boring. Like it was like a warp area just kind of shoots out all the junk of the world. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, but every no everyone knows about it. It's like the tip of the the conspiracy theory iceberg. It's no okay, fun. Fair, but it was the first one we learned about. It was like the tip of the conspiracy of the show. It was like an intro. And then Bigfoot showed up and we were just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> the show is oh so wild God, that Bigfoot was just like a passing mention. We're like, okay, I guess Bigfoot's here. <laughs> Okay, we we all got the impression that the search goes on for a significant while, right? Yeah. We cut to like four different random sets of Autobots. Yeah. At first, I thought it was the military. I didn't realize it was just a couple of random jets. I thought it was like the military was back because we haven't seen Mr. Shooty McFly Turtle Shadow Man in a while. <laughs> yeah. His name gets more elaborate every time. <laughs> the search for w- which thing? The search for the Atlantis. Oh, that was more than just this episode, though, right? That was like that was a little bit last. Well, no, after no, they disappeared, the ship the Vector last, Prime. Yeah, last episode literally ended with the ship disappearing, and this episode, like the first five minutes, is them searching. But oh, okay. it feels like a long period of time is passing in that five minutes. But the minutes. straight up search for Atlantis took a lot longer. That's been like six episodes yeah. in the making, and I just wanted to jump off a bridge. Yeah, it felt like a long five minutes because nothing was happening the whole time. I don't mean it felt long with pacing. I mean, it was reasonably paced if they're trying to convey this search has taken all day because they're cutting to various different locations, and by the end of the sequence, it's nighttime. So it seems like the whole day has passed and they still can't find the thing. And when we cut back to Vector Prime... In the Atlantis, they're all acting like no time has passed. And Vector Prime says in the Japanese cut, when Megatron and the others fly up to the ship, Vector Prime literally says, we just warped moments ago. Did they time travel? (laughs) Somehow the pacing in this show is way, way too fast and also ungodly slow. I don't understand how they're doing this. It's almost talent. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm a, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. They may have taken friggin' five bajillion minutes to 
convey that, oh, it was a whole day we've been doing this, or it was five minutes. Either way, it was too long, because in Transformers Prime, oh they handled God. it much better. <laughs> 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 but I'm sure everybody saw that coming, so. Yes. Like, literally every search for any Omega Key, uh, after they're trying to get back to the Harbinger, like, don't even get me started. So, Josh, you mentioned Vector Prime. Was that Vector Prime talking? Because... It, it sounds like very different. He's British now. I told you it's going to happen eventually. That was funny. Oh, <laughs> so weird. I like didn't even notice it until halfway through. I was so confused. For some reason, I like I know that he just turned British, but in my brain, I just like accepted the fact yeah. that he, I was like, okay, well, I guess he's been British this entire time. Like yeah, it, <laughs> it suits the character very well. It does. Yeah. yeah. He's always okay. felt British. He just hadn't actually committed to it yet. Well, we're on the topic of Vector Prime. What the? Where the hell did that sword come from? Why can it suddenly detect the Omega frequency? And ah, it came from his um the dussy. <laughs> <His what? laughs> I know this is dirty. I just don't know how. <laughs> 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 You're killing Trish. <laughs> <laughs> the sword stores in his back. The toy only comes with one sword. Interestingly, on his animation model, you can see two sword handles poking out of his back. Huh. I didn't notice that. Oh, he's got two Vodussies? <laughs> I know he never uses two swords, but I think it's interesting that he's got two in the animation model. <laughs> As for how it detects the Omega Frequency, I was thinking, watching the episode in English, okay, so the Omega Frequency doesn't exist in Japanese, so his sword randomly glowing and like, the sword agrees, children, is gonna make sense in Japanese, right? Yeah. In the Japanese version, the kids are just asking, how do we know which way to go? Vector Prime points his sword, sword glows, this way! I'm like, okay? No explanation! <laughs> Oh, I loved how in the episode, Vector Prime was like, oh, we must hurry. The Decepticons are, like, quickly approaching. Like, we gotta go now. And then they all just casually stroll down the corridor. <laughs> yeah, I love how they're, like, panicking about Vector Prime, but they never actually try to calm him or trace his signal. Ever. They're like, oh, we can use radar. Why don't you just trace his signal? Like, seriously. They make it a point in both versions to specify that they cannot detect the Atlantis anywhere. Yeah, but they never specify about whether or not they can or can't trace Vector Prime's signal. Well, in both instances, they do theorize as to whether the Atlantis has some sort of stealth coding or something or is sending out jamming frequencies. So if Vector Prime's inside a ship that is either stealth coded or jamming signals, they wouldn't be able to detect him. Yeah, but they never even tried. And they're like, oh, he hasn't reached out to us, so why haven't you tried reaching out to him? Like, I feel like just a simple, hey, we can't talk to or find Vector Prime. Or any of the minicons. Like, it's not like just one signal is straight. Like, they should be able to detect. And he can't even say this was before cell phones, because cell phones did exist at this point. Yeah, and the kids have them. So... I can't imagine you get cell signal on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Trish, are you implying that the kids and the Autobots have cell phones? Like, the kids can just call Vector Prime on their celly phones and just be like, Hey, my dude, how you doing, LOL? There's literally a payphone transformer. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I distinctly recall... 
Kobe getting a call on his cell phone that made an Autobot symbol flash. Yeah, we've seen them communicate. He's been called by base multiple times. At least one time. Yeah. Like, this is not a new thing, Susan. This show is nonsense on every level. (laughs) Do they have to use phone numbers? No, they're probably on speed dial. You need a phone number to get on speed. I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I assume, or maybe they just use, like, they, I don't know, maybe... No, that's too. That'd be too clever. If they like rerouted it into like an actual radio frequency that they can dial on and just dial into, and it's like the phone number, but that would be too clever and complicated. So that's probably Payphone Autobot. What's his name again? Oh, uh... Cell Phone Lancer. No, Signal Lancer. He has a name. Signal Lancer. Signal Lancer's the the the, the traffic light. Cell Phone Lancer. Yes, yeah, Cell Phone Lancer sounds good to me. Thank you. No, he has a real no, name. No, no. Stuart it's, even it's knew Cellular it. It's Lancer. It's Cellular Lancer. Stuart, you knew his name once yeah, upon a time. Yeah, I had it written down here. Hang on. <laughs> TF Wiki. Yeah, you'll probably be <laughs> to it. Transformer turned into a payphone. Beep. Freaker. Yeah, Freaker. That was it. Are you kidding me? I love. I love what the heck is that name? I don't know. Susan, I'm sure you can come up with some fun joke for that. I'm just hoping that, that um, somebody's used that name in a fan fiction somewhere. Yeah. I hope that fan fiction is named Freaky Friday. Freaker Friday. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. You can't hear it. It's Freaker spelled with a P-H. I'm sorry, what? Like phone? Yeah. It's Freaker spelled P-H-R-E-A-K-E-R. I hate that so much. I I cannot express how much I hate that. <laughs> Let's get P H R E K E. I'm gonna try that at a bar and let you guys know how it goes. <laughs> oh my god! So this episode, when the Autobots did that thing with those, uh, uh-huh. when Megatron strafed the shirt out of that ship. Yes. Yeah. He exploded everything. I did like the zoom in on Megatron. When I watch Galaxy Force at two times speed, it zooms in (laughs) on him twice, and it was just so weird to watch in two times speed. Because there's it's it's like a slow zoom at first, and it stops for a moment, and then does a fast zoom in on his face. (laughs) But in two times speed, it was just like zoom. (laughs) That's crazy. Um. Anybody else get uh, Transform Autobot City vibes? Oh, from the ship? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was like a big old Metroplex thing. I was like, wow. No, Metroplex comes later. <laughs> and the uh, Legend of Zelda style puzzle that they needed three people to activate and open that up. And then, of course, there's an Indiana Jones style trap where if you remove it without taking the proper procedures, it, the whole thing destroys. So here's the question. Is it all Indiana Jones style or is it all Legend of Zelda style? Because I specifically remember some Legend of Zelda game where I did pick something up and then a rock tried to kill me. Oh, then that's still a reference to Indiana Jones. (laughs) But there was no rock in this one. It was just pedestals. Yeah, but the ship self-destructed. Also, the ship talked in Galaxy Force and that was weird. Oh, yeah? I kind of like that. Huh. It speaks an ancient Cybertronian language, which just sounds like garbled nonsense. Kind of like Bayformers, actually. Like that kind of Cybertronian. Aww. And Jolt yeah. translates for it. Ew. But it never says anything of consequence, which is why that entire concept is cut in the English dub. It just says things like, warning, self-destruct initiated, 
and earlier when they transform the ship into battle mode, it's saying things like, caution, deck seven is being turned into a gun. Get off of deck seven. Wow. <laughs> or stuff like that. It's just weird. Yeah. And Jolt is like translating the entire thing. I'm like, why is that happening? I like that. Adds <laughs> a layer in there. How how long do we record before we do the Bumblebee's voice box? I can't remember. We I just until I have we run one out of notes. Say before we do that, okay. I just I just all I have all I have left, like I've literally xed out all of my notes except my favorite lines for this episode. Okay. Give it to us, babe. <laughs> okay, babe. So my my favorite one, one of my favorites. I have three, and the first one was Yeehaw, but I already said that. Uh, the second one was Megatron goes, you'll never defeat me. And then Optimus goes, that's all I ever do. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that was, <laughs> and then, I did like that. Sassy Optimus Prime is the best. Yeah, that was hilarious. His attitude in this show is its only redeeming quality. Yeah. <laughs> I think Thundercracker's literally third line this entire episode was, uh, Megatron just went kablooey. And that was that was pretty much it. That's all I have for this episode. <laughs> yeah, TC really went from like, you know, he has a southern accent and that's just how he talks to like full on hillbilly redneck. And I, yeah. I'm still not sure exactly how I feel about it. Like on a personal level, I appreciate it more than I've ever appreciated anything in my life. <laughs> but whereas Jetfire's Australian accent has become very refined. Yeah, he kind of went like posh. Like he was sort of outback, and mm-hmm. now he's like a little bit more he's... like spiffy, giving me some attitude. Like you go, girl, big city girl. Yeah, exactly. So that Megatron going kablooey at the end is two completely different things in the two different episodes. You mean in Japanese they didn't say kablooey? No, they they did not. <laughs> I'm shocked and amazed. Shocked and amazed. In English, we get the ambiguity over. Did Megatron just explode? I don't know. We got to run away. But in Japanese, Thundercracker thinks Megatron's dead and Starscream immediately says, nah, he's fine. He survived this. There's no way it's this. He basically says to the, something to the effect of there is no way Megatron was killed that easily. And after Thundercracker runs away, Starscream curses to himself that he doesn't think it's going to end here. So we just get a little, a little tiny bit more of scheming Starscream. Mm. We're getting some crumbs. Starscream in Cybertron just went like, oh, yep, I'm pretty much leader of the Decepticons now. Huh. It was just your typical Starscream. Yeah, and I was surprised we didn't get that in Galaxy Force. Like, that was a really interesting shift. Huh. Anybody else notice that Vector Prime can't count, by the way? <laughs> I was I don't know. I didn't. wasn't really paying attention. When he and the kids and the Minicons escape the Atlantis before the self-destruct, the other Autobots are like, are you guys okay? And Vector Prime's, yes, we're all here. All four of us. <laughs> Colby doesn't oh count. God. No, Vec- Jolt doesn't count. Vector Prime, Kobe, Bud, Lori, that is four. I guess Minicons don't count as people because we've also got... Jolt, six speed, reverb, and safeguard. Poor, poor safeguard. Literally, no one cares about the minicons. <laughs> See, if I was doing a head count, I would just exclude Kobe, so I don't blame him for that one. <laughs> How about Bud this episode? Anybody notice? Notice what? I try not to notice anything. That's a different actor voicing Bud, and he's much less whiny. Really? Oh. Oh, that could be why I didn't hate him so much this episode. Yeah, I didn't pick that up. I mean, he also didn't say much this episode. Apparently, that's this is going to run for a few episodes, and whoever's voicing him has not yet been identified. Huh. Like, ever? Like, nobody knows who that is? Well, TF Wiki notes, because I 
one of my notes was, does Bud have a cold? Uh, but TF Wiki says, from this episode up to and including Champion, a different unidentified actor replaces Ryan Hirokita as Bud. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. So it's just a mystery man. Mm-hmm. Did he have, like, more lines in Japanese or? Not really. Oh, well, I guess just good timing then. I think it's probably just a matter of, for whatever reason, the actor was unavailable for that recording session, so they had to rope in someone else. It was probably the janitor. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's how Gary Chalk got into voice acting. I didn't know that what? story. Girl boss. Dang. Interesting. He was literally cleaning toilets at the studio, and they apparently needed someone to voice a character, and they're like, you, get in here. Wow. Absolute girl boss. I love him. I love it. He's so sweet. I met him for the first time at TFCon Baltimore. I was like, hi, uh, the only reason I know who you are is my friend forced me to watch Transformers Cybertron. You're really good. I love it. He was like, that's a new one. (laughs) 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 So that was funny. I forgot to talk to him at all about Cybertron, actually. Because I told him, I was like, I haven't really watched any of Beast Wars, but my friend's forcing me to watch Transformers Cybertron, and, and you're, do- you're doing a good job. You did good. And he's like, never heard that before. <laughs> he was a little taken aback. He probably forgot he did that <laughs> show. Probably. Uh, probably he erased it from his memory. Lucky. He and David Kaye seem to really hate the Unicron trilogy from what I've heard. I don't blame them. I don't blame them either because of how they've described the recording experience for those shows. I'm sure it matches the watching experience. All of the actors have said that those ADR shows were just not pleasant. Well, because they basically go in individually and record like five or six episodes in one shot. They just do their lines. They're given like one or two takes for, per line and just move on. And they have huh. no clue what else is going on. Oh, man. Yeah. Sounds terrible. It's <sighs> astonishing that any of the characters have any chemistry amongst one another. Yeah. If With that being the case. So. That's why, that's why it's our job as the viewers to pick and choose the chemistry. Like, <laughs> for example, Thundercracker and Jetfire. Right. Our two, our two favorite boys. What are you talking about? That's obviously baked into the script. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, at least it will get baked into the script eventually. Does it get more noticeable? Or like, are you just yes. saying we're, oh, <gasps> Susan, I'm so excited. <laughs> that's like, that's the only thing I live for in this show. My camera's off so you can't see it, but I have a raging erection. <laughs> you have a- <laughs> Yes, girl. Josh, don't ask. H- how? Josh, it's okay. Just. Just let it slide over your head like the last joke. <laughs> well, see, uh, when somebody with a penis gets excited, the blood goes to their pee-pee and makes it get hard and stand up on its on its. Yes, back. I understand this concept. <laughs> oh, Believe man. it or not, it has happened to me. Whoa. <laughs> Trisha's face. Whoa, I can't believe he went there. Oh my god. Susan, our little Josh is growing up. <laughs> not right now, I'm not. Gosh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so dead. This show is utter chaos. Can we rate this episode so I can go take a shower? <laughs> a cold shower, I hope. No, I just haven't showered in a couple days and I probably smell bad, so I should go do that. Let me review and see if there's anything else I need to bring up. There can't possibly be anything else. Literally nothing happened this episode. I wrote in all caps, we have a space shuttle Autobot. 
Oh yeah, that right. guy. Burr, 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 burr. I feel like I want to know the lives of these other Autobots that Optimus just literally calls them when he needs shirt. Oh, here we go. There, this is this is the one other thing I wanted to bring up. When uh, when Starscream is trying to fight all the Autobots and and sideways by himself in Galaxy Force, he's commenting on why Thundercracker's not there to help him, and his line is Thundercracker, that useless bum. <laughs> oh, he's not a bum. He was out with his boyfriend. <laughs> wow. That's always the excuse. You know what they say about assumptions, Starscream. They make an ass out of umptions. <laughs> sure. Yep. Sure, we'll go there. <laughs> okay. All right, All right, Susan. Take the, the Bumblebee's voice box. The voice box. Here you go. Here, here it is. Oh, thanks. Um, I accept it wholeheartedly. Um, I give this one and a half stars out of or one and one and uh, what was our scale again? One and a half cyber. cyber yeah, keys. one and a half cyber planet keys. We out of four. must find our sanity. Oh wait, that's too late. <laughs> yeah, this episode was so boring that I managed to fake my way through this entire podcast. I still haven't watched the episode. <laughs> You are my hero, Susan. I love you. <laughs> Susan has gone full Caleb, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's how bad this was. I could go through an entire one hour and 25 minutes and 59 seconds. And that's why you were so quiet. I expected you to say something about Starscream, but then you didn't. I was sad. What would I say? Because as far as I can tell, nothing really happened. No, he had this really great like 30 second spiel where he went all techie about where they could find the Autobots and why they what had happened happened. And it was a big moment for him. Oh, well. And you didn't even see it. Well, maybe I'll watch it before the next episode. I mean, it was techno babble. It was great. See, I hate techno babble because I work in tech. Uh, so yeah, 1.5 <laughs> stars. Apparently, absolutely nothing of interest happened. I'm going to give Bumblebee's voice box to Stuart. Here you go. I'm handing it to you through my webcam, which is off. And my webcam is off, so thank you. You're welcome. Now I have Bumblebee's voice box. Uh, I'll give it two and a half uh, Cyber Planet Keys. I appreciated that they finally got to the Omega Lock. Uh, that was a pretty good fight between Megatron and Optimus. Mm-hmm. The Starscream fight when they were fighting uh, outside of the ship. I thought that was all pretty good. And even though it was a little unnecessary what Sideways did. And uh, yeah, the... Uh, the hidden scene where Thundercracker and Jetfire, well, I won't spoil it for you, Susan. You can just watch it. Uh, <laughs> Literally, I I Googled the episode at least, okay? I did some of the work. <laughs> I've Whenever uh, I couldn't watch the episode, I just read the transcript for the script. That's a lot of reading. But I thought it was pretty good. The kids weren't super annoying in this episode. They basically just got right to the, the Omega Lock by the end and ship blew up and they're heading towards the speed planet, so... Moving on. And I will hand the Bumblebee voice box over to Trish. Hey, I've got the Bumblebee voice box. My webcam for once is on because (laughs) I have Wi-Fi. Yay. Anyways, uh, I'm going to go with, I actually did watch the episode, but I'm still going to match Susan's vote of one and a half Cyber Planet Keys. Literally nothing happened and stuff happened and it was super weird. Literally, the only redeeming thing that happened is that finally we found the Omega Lock. It's probably going to be handed over to Megatron somehow in the next episode and a half. (laughs) Because literally the Autobots (laughs) can't keep a hold of anything. 
Uh, <laughs> and Thundercracker only had two lines, so that was also disappointing. Because everybody knows I live for Thundercracker in this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, and with that, there's nothing else to say about it other than we should be watching Transformers Prime. So <laughs> There it is. I'm going to take... <laughs> there it is! <laughs> I'm going to take Bumblebee's voice box and chuck that at Josh. Yo, Josh, heads up! <laughs> I got it! <laughs> I missed. I meant to hit you in the head. You flew right over my head. As, uh, so do most, all the jokes that I was going to say, as most things that humans say to me. Uh, <laughs> astonishingly, I am rating this episode lower than Stuart did. Oh. I'm, I'm only doing two Cyber Planet keys. I will say, though, that my theory from last time was correct. I think this episode would have worked better combined with the last episode and cut some bits out. And it would have had a, I think that would have been a, a much stronger story arc. Uh, between these two episodes, I would say that a solid amount of things happened that could have, I'm about to repeat myself, that could have made for a better, more condensed plot. See, this Josh does not ha- know how the talking to do work make sounds, mouth noises. Just stop talking, Josh. <laughs> Just stop. Uh, the the fight between Optimus and Megatron was really entertaining for me, at least. They there there are some really solid moves. Like Optimus does a really cool like body slam tackle thing on Megatron at one point that was fun to watch. Yeah. Every once in a while, the clunky animation models actually move well, and I get surprised. But. We got the Omega Lock now, and I feel like that should have been a little bit more momentous than it was. It might do better if we had any idea of like what the Omega Lock actually is and does, but the show has neglected to tell us this. Also, it doesn't seem like the characters know either, so that's helpful. But with that, I suppose we are done. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook and the Twitter. We've done this plug. I don't. <laughs> we think have we tick. We have TikTok followers. I haven't posted anything. We do. Yeah. Oh wow. How do we get? I haven't found our TikTok. Who's followed us on TikTok? I don't know. I I forgot the login, but uh, I keep getting emails <laughs> that we have followers. It's, surely it's the same login as everywhere else. You'd think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't think anything with you, Susan. I always expect the unexpected. I can't remember what it is, but uh. It's empty, empty ear, right? Yeah. I I don't know. You set it up. <laughs> Forgot password. <laughs> I will not the TikTok. All right. Because if I were to TikTok, I would just be like showing off how many Cybertron figures I have, which is too many. Yeah. It needs special characters. Okay. New password set. Ah. Hey. Ah. All right. I logged in. Who are our followers? Hold on, wait. <laughs> what idiots are following us on a social media platform that we are actively not using? We only have two followers. Me and my cousin. <laughs> wait, seriously? <laughs> One of them's Trish. <laughs> yeah, it's me and my cousin. <laughs> Next time on Transformers Cybertron, Hotshot has depression, just like me. He's not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> and the children break into a university and... And we'll get to save us a lot of times. We have a race. I'm turning off my recording. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. I don't. Bye. Bye, Susan. Love you. (gasps) How could you not love me? I love you.
My sister was watching The Office and now the theme song is stuck in my head. I don't know the Office theme song, so. The what song? The Office theme song, apparently. Oh, Office. And that's not the word I heard. I'm like, what? <laughs> Do I want to know what you heard, Stu? <laughs> I heard Alphas. And then oh. I'm like, no, that's not a show, is it? Oh, I was hoping for something dirty. No, no. Wow, Sorry. Josh, that's a new one. <laughs> oh, I should probably check and make sure all my outputs and inputs are the right thing. Yes, please. Good plan. Uh, select a microphone. Baby, please. There we go. Ooh, select speaker. Sounds there better. <laughs> Significantly. <laughs> Yay. That's usually what happens when you pick the right. Okay, this one has my microphone as my Yeti. See, my Zoom is stupid, but my audacity is smart. One of these things is like you. <laughs> oh, sir, you had better clarify exactly which one. Or I will no, I'm going to leave it ambiguous. It's more fun that way. Drive my <laughs> out to Virginia and whip your skinny little butt. I'm fine with that. <laughs> during the, during the, uh, the, the, the words. Wow. Words are hard. Haven't even really, haven't even officially started yet, and Josh already can't talk. Uh, what else is new? New low. <laughs> nah, actually, it's about a normal low. Yep. Oh yeah, followers. By the way, as of this recording, Trish is officially a bachelor's of the science of nursing. Congratulations! Woo! Yay! Got the big brain. What is what is what are, what are the letters that go at the end of your name now? BSN. Just as long as BSN doesn't mean you BS at nursing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know one nurse that doesn't BS at least a little bit of the time. This so. is why I never go to the hospital. Oh, uh, did you guys see that Hasbro Pulse posted one of the shorts that we did for the movie? Oh, yeah. I did see that thing. That was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. I was super excited. The jazz one's probably my least favorite out of all the ones we did, so I was surprised they picked that one, but it was the first one that we did. Yeah. So I say we like I actually had a big part in it. I just took the pictures, but you know. <laughs> that counts. It's it's something. He sounded less like a jazz and more like a prowl. Stan tried really hard. <laughs> he was very <laughs> nervous. It was crazy because like the second he started playing the guitar, he was fine. But if he wasn't playing the guitar, he was like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> He's very much a singer and not an actor. In fairness, how does a white person play jazz? Yeah. I mean, he was just he was just trying to make it sound, I don't even know, but he did a good job. Yeah. Like if I were to have tried that, it would have been super racist. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't really shooting for anything like specifically like scatmanish. He was kind of just going for that DJ jazz feel which is probably the right choice yeah it was definitely definitely a safer choice but yeah so and then i don't know if you guys saw but the hasbro pulse live stream a couple weeks ago they aired the unicron short that we did yeah yeah Stu knows what i'm talking about that was one of our that was one of my favorites that we did yeah i think i saw a unicron short what happened in it <laughs> uh the quintessons were talking about how they made unicron and then unicron went all like beast mode on them and just chucked them out into the space right that sounds familiar yeah which was very surprising that they went with that bit of lore yeah my fa i like the sweeps one i think that one's probably my favorite where they established, like, because these are, these are tech, I think these are technically canon, or at least part of the universe now. 
Look, everything in Transformers is canon somewhere. You know what, Josh? Shut up. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> when they established that Skywarp was Cyclonus, that was, yeah, so that was fun. Because they actually had a discussion about it. They were like, okay, who do we make Cyclonus guys? <laughs> but it was funny because Flint didn't remember, like, anything that had happened. So we had to, like, take him over everything. And so I just have video of Flint being, like, we're going through the plot. And Flint's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I remember this. And this, he's like, wait, that happened? But I thought this happened. No, we didn't. You guys didn't go with that version. You went with this version. And so it's hilarious. And then he goes into this whole spiel about really, really specific pieces of lore that are, like, really specific. <laughs> we're like, what are you talking about? But it was super cool because, like, things that were obvious to pretty much all of us fans, he had no idea about. But he knew all about these, like, super niche things. It was super fun. That's cool. Yeah. Fascinating what the human mind remembers. I know, right? You know what? All your little states out there are so teensy <laughs> tiny. Out here, it's just, it's always California. You have to drive at least four hours to get anywhere other than California. Me, it's about eight. Yeah, that's fair, Stu. That's fair. California and Texas should just be their own countries. <laughs> Do not give us any ideas. Where in Texas are you still? Uh, in the panhandle. The little square bit at the top that everybody forgets about. Oh, that's... Mm. Why is that a... If any part of Texas would be a handle, it's the... <laughs> the... 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 You know, that the... bit. I'm drawing it. Are you it. a of me? That it's is... the little triangle bit. You're not being cool about kitchen safety. That is not the handle. <laughs> but... <laughs> My, my old roommates from New York just moved to Austin, so now I feel like I know everything about Texas. Wow. Oh. Uh, Austin's like... Another planet in Texas. Mm -hmm. It's almost completely different. It's weird. But... That's what I've learned about Texas, is that everything, like, if you drive an hour any direction, you're in a different state, but you're also still in Texas. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> California's kind of the same way. They're, each, like, city in California is very different from the others. The difference between San Francisco and Napa was unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the same thing for pretty much anywhere. You go LA, San Diego, Temecula, Escondido, it, the difference is humongous. I think I remember at LA, Vangelis or someone was talking about how he'd never been to California before. And apparently, like, people from Southern California get offended if people from Northern California identify themselves as Californians or something like that. I don't know. Northern Californians are weird. Southern Californians, we don't like each other very much. They're weird. Northern Californians are like uptight. We're chill down here. <laughs> Northerners are uptight in general, like apparently. Yeah. And East Coasters, y'all are weird. <laughs> I was not a fan of the East Coast when I went out there. <laughs> I was like, no, nope, I'll go back to California. That's okay. I called some kid dude or bro or something, which is like, that's just a generic term out here. And they got really mad at me. They were like, I'm a girl. I was like, yeah, you're, dude, exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was so confused. Was that at TFCon? It was at TFCon, yeah. Okay, that, that's not an East Coast thing. That's just a TFCon thing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I was, I was like, what the heck? Like, everybody's a dude. Everybody's a bro out here. Like, dude and bro. We just, it's it's, it's probably a combination of both of those things because, like, uh, at least... In my area, dude is gender specific. Not here, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it can be gender neutral, but it is usually used as gender specific. Bro, I can't even wrap my head around that as a concept of not being gender specific. No, everybody's oh, gender bro. neutral. 
That's yeah. yeah. Out here, bro is everybody. Dude, bro. That's our two biggest ones out here. But like it happened. I called somebody bro and not at TFCon. I was like out somewhere and they were like, they just looked in the air and I was like, oh, you guys are weird. <laughs> just be like, sorry, I'm from California. Yeah, I feel sorry. I'm Californian, guys. Sorry, I'm foreign. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. TFCon was a blast, though. That was Agreed. Fun. Hey, before we start talking about Cybertron, did everybody see the new Cyberverse? No. No. Oh, I haven't okay. seen it. I haven't caught up yet. Wait, it's out? Uh, Just, just the first one. Of They're doing apparent, two, right? I think there are two. Yeah. I heard there were two. Yeah. So two, the first one is out. Two what? Movies. And that's what Xavier told me. He told me there were two mini movies. He told me Dead End is in both of them, so that's all I know. <laughs> are they planning on doing another season? I believe that is the other season. That is the other it's season. Just, okay. Yeah, it's just going to be sure. that. I hear they're supposed to be cute. They are. It's very fun. I don't know. I don't know if it's biased coming from one of the actors in the show, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it the day it came out because I just happened to find out it came out like shortly before I had to roll silverware at work. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to park in my little chair with some napkins and pop my earbuds in and put that on. And that's 45 minutes. Oh, look, now I've got a full tub. Doom. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know why the sound I made was doom, but doom. The, the doom song. Doom song. I'm going to I'm going to hang up if we start making obscure Invader Zim references. Thank you, Susan. I will leave this call right now. Thank you for voicing how I felt about that. Why is his head so big? Stop. Why is his head so big? Shut up. I I was up till three or four in the morning on Saturday night. Saturday night. I did. I was so sad. I didn't know that the after party you could go if you were under twenty one. You just couldn't buy alcohol. So I was so sad because I spent the night like in my room, sad. I, tr- I tried <laughs> to invite you to come down. No, but then like you didn't invite me till like midnight. It wasn't even an after party. It was the exact same thing as Friday, where everyone was just sitting around talking, chilling. Oh, uh, yeah. I found one person to like hang out with for a little bit, but then I was sad because they went to bed, and I was like, I don't have anything to do on a Saturday night. Oh, but then, but then I went downstairs and uh, Greg Berger was in the elevator. <laughs> I was like, hey, Greg, how's it going? And he's like, I left my phone charger in the dealer room and I had to come all the way back down and get it. And they had to unlock the door for me. And I feel so bad. And I'm like, you poor, I love you so much. <laughs> he's super sweet. You, sh- you should have just been like, ah, you big bozo. <laughs> I was like, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> No, because then he can say the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, no bozo. Yeah. He was having a grand old time that weekend. I have a lot of notes on this episode. I just want everyone to know that there's like a lot and not a lot happened. This is this is how you can tell I did this mobile. I watched Cybertron in my car because I showed up to rehearsal for the cabaret I'm in like a half an hour early because of work schedule reasons. So I'm I'm just parked in my car watching Cybertron on my phone, taking notes on my server notepad. And meanwhile, the guitarist just sees me sitting in my car and later he's like, hey, Josh, what were you doing out there? Smoking a joint or something? (laughs) No. I was watching Transformers cartoons. Wow. Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that does check out. It came from his, um, the dussy. His what? <laughs> I know this is dirty. I just don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> funnier than him getting the 
<laughs> I don't even know if I should bleep that. It didn't sound like a word. It came from his vussy. <laughs> oh, is that what you said? Okay. No, I said vadussy, but I like vussy better. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep all of that now. <laughs> like, Thundercracker has a fussy. Jetfire has a jussy. <laughs> Vector you're, you're... has a vussy. <laughs> You're killing Trish. (laughs) (laughs) Susan, I just want you to know that I love you so much. I love you too, babe. (laughs) Oh my god, that was the funniest thing I've heard in a while. (laughs) Oh my god, let's see, I don't even know what to say anymore. That just short-circuited my entire brain. Well, now you have to call the episode Vadussy. Yeah, now you have to. That is not an expletive. That is, nope. Mm. You absolutely have to. Spell that for me, please. V-E-D-U-S-S-Y. Hey, what episode are we on, by the way? We are on episode 12. God, that's it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 12 of 52. Oh my God. I don't know if I'm going to make it. We're going to start doubling up. Please. I can't. (laughs) All of them. We can double up all of them. Jesus. Honestly, we could watch the whole show and do one single episode about it and probably have the same amount of content. Oh, yeah, probably. We could probably do like five episodes at a time and just knock this out of the park and then move on to an actually good show. Meh. Like animated or prime. How did you not say prime first? Who are you and what have you done with Trish? Because I, I didn't I didn't want to be predictable. Just embrace it. I thought we were doing R.I.D. next. <laughs> oh, God, then... no. No. 2001, though, right? Yeah, yeah, 2001. And then uh... what was that one? Something players. Kiss players? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. No, no, we're not doing that one. <laughs> Ironically, my phone just lit up telling me it's time to take my antidepressants. <laughs> Good timing, phone. You're right. That's fair. I know a little bit of Japanese. I can say apple and justice for obvious reasons. I can count to 99 in Japanese and that's it. <laughs> The only reason I can't go to 100 is because until you get to 100, it's literally 9 and then like it's 10 and then 9 and then like it just keeps going up. That is how numbers work. <laughs> no, but like, it's like no. <laughs> you say the number. <laughs> In order to say numbers, you count. Lessons from Trish. Shut up, Susan. <laughs> Can we stop recording now? I want to go shower. I need to do the next time bit. I feel that internally I was just controlling it better Next time on More Than Meets the Ear Nothing happens Nothing happens Except we continue to lose our sanity Alright go ahead Josh We continue to lose our sanity Go ahead Josh Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Next wow. time. I think we on- should just keep talking, Susan. That <laughs> I think he's forgetting the fact that he's the editor and he can just mute us. I know, right? This is really funny. I just like watching this. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Josh. Next time you on Transformers <laughs> Simon. <laughs> Okay, I swear I'm done. I swear. I swear I'm done. I'm sorry. I I had to let him think I was done. Okay, no, actually, I will shut up this time. Go ahead. Next time on Transformers Cybertron. (laughs) 
Hotshot has depression! Just like me! <laughs> <laughs>